0: Is the Fed finally showing signs of easing off interest rates, plus more layoffs in the tech world? And how much in taxes would you have to pay if you won the lottery? We take a look at these topics and more in today's Mach One Market Moment.
1: Welcome to the Mock One Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance financial planning and everything related to your money a quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 financial group this podcast is for informational purposes only and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice employees and clients of Mach 1 financial group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode also follow us on all of our social media platforms we are Mach 1 financial group on twitter facebook linkedin and youtube
0: Welcome to the Mach One Market Moment, episode 126. I'm Lee Mackey, sitting here today with Eli Freeman. By now, we're all aware the Fed raised interest rates by another 75 basis points last Wednesday. And everyone's been asking for months, when will they start tapering off those rate increases? Well, last week, Fed Chair Jay Powell said it could be soon, possibly even their next meeting. But he also said that interest rates overall may end up being higher than expected. Here's what he had to say last week.
2: That really does become the important question we think now is is how uh, how far to go and uh, I'll talk more about that. We think there's some ground to cover uh, b- before we meet that test and that's why we say that ongoing rate increases will be appropriate. Uh, and as I mentioned, uh, incoming data between the meetings, both the strong labor market report, but particularly the CPI report, do suggest to me uh, that we may ultimately move to higher levels than we thought at the time of the September meeting.
0: Chairman Powell would also add that the level is still very uncertain. Also of note, the Fed released its financial stability report last week, saying that even with all of the tightening financial conditions in 2022, households, banks, and businesses have so far been able to adapt. So possibly some signs from the Fed that we're at a turning point. Eli, it's been a Long year, <laughs> what what is uh, what's your opinion on rates? Where we go from here? What's in the future for the next uh, few months? Well, I'd I'd
2: love to talk about rates, but I I do have to recognize we had a tough weekend. Not talking about rates, just talking about football.
0: It was not very pretty.
2: It was it was not very pretty for for everyone that's out there. Lee, Arkansas fan.
0: You know, here at the office, we've got Vol fans, Razorback fans. Cowboy fans from the Oklahoma State, um, professional Titans fans. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just it was it was a sad weekend sports-wise in the Mackey household. The,
2: the only person that was smiling in the office, if you if you know our office team, was David Lee because Air Force won.
0: Air Force did win. They had a big win. Um, over a big rival mm-hmm. so he he came into the office smiling yes. but anyway we can talk about football the rest of the afternoon if we wanted to yes. but let's talk a little bit about interest rates um, what happened last week what What are your thoughts Eli?
2: I mean it, it is shocking when you look at just the history of Federal Reserve rate hikes relative to what's going on today with the amount of 75 basis point rate hikes that's 0.75 percent hikes it, it's we're in a territory that hasn't really been seen before with this many aggressive rate hikes and chairman Jerome Powell seems to be referencing, like it's going to keep going. Like it's possible that we put another 50 basis, maybe another 75 basis points here in a couple months. I mean, do you think, do you think there's a chance that we'll be at 75 basis points again?
0: Uh, do do I think that we'll be at, we'll add another 75 basis points yeah. to it. My answer is Yes. I just don't think it'll all be in one mm-hmm. rate hike in, in December. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think if I if my math is correct, this year, twenty twenty two, we've added three hundred and seventy-five basis points to the Fed funds rate or three point seven five percent um with with the various raises this year. What was interesting last Wednesday when, you know, every the, the conclusion of their two day meeting they announced that the rate hike was, was happening. Immediately, I mean, the the traders, Wall Street's mm-hmm. hanging on to every word that Jerome Powell says. And what was immediately released was 75 basis point increase. But then they quickly went to the the minutes or the the, the report that basically said they may be open to slowing down. Mm-hmm. The market went up, I want to say 400. It, it was strong. It was strong. The market went up about 400 points. And then... His press conference at one thirty. <laughs> um, the the two the th- two things that really sent the markets um, down about nine hundred from the high. So mm-hmm. they, I think the markets ended down about five hundred points that day. Were basically two key points. He he basically said that we may end up being higher than we originally thought in September. The second thing was we may be higher for longer. So basically he's telling Wall Street and anybody who's listening, do not even begin to think about lowering rates at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, And so markets didn't like that. You know, I mean, growth stocks got hammered the rest of the week for the most part um, because they they do not like the idea of higher rate heights and for a longer period of time. So, you know, that's kind of where we're at there.
2: Just how companies are valued, the, the longer that the interest rates stay high, it's harder for companies, just the, the price of their stock to stay high, because how, how the market goes out and values companies, if interest rates are higher, especially on those growth companies, they, they use discounted cash flow models, big language just to say if interest rates are higher, it's harder for them to grow and to make more money. And, and so that will take down stock prices, and that's exactly what we saw.
0: Well, and, and two, the, the next question or the, our attention now turns to December. You know, what does he do, you know, to – does he spoil our Christmas fun or does he give <laughs> us a little bit of a Christmas present? Um, I think, you know, there's, there's more people kind of looking at a 50 basis point hike than a 75. I don't think 75 is completely off the table. Um, I think 50 and below – you'd get a market rally. Um, But between now and then, we got a lot of reports Mm -hmm. that are going to come out. We've got more unemployment rates. we got more inflation figures starting this This week. week. We've got the CPI report, which will be released on Thursday. Mm -hmm. The expectations are that it's going to come in around 7.9, which is still strong, very strong. Uh, It was 8.2 in September. We're down from the high of 9.1 this summer. So, 7.9 7.9 would be good. Now, is it going to be what everybody's hoping? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd love for it to come in lower than that, mm-hmm. uh, which would tell you that the interest rate hikes are beginning to work. Yeah. And regardless of what the CPI number comes in at, I think it's, they're working, mm-hmm. okay? Maybe not as fast as they would like for them to, but interest rate hikes are working. We're beginning to see it, even here in Northwest Arkansas, where we kind of feel like we live in a bubble sometimes. We are beginning to see it.
2: Yeah, and it's just like any any business. You make a decision, you're not going to see the effects of that decision in the first quarter that you make the decision, especially if it's a, a strategy change or an investment change. You're expecting to see those changes over a one-to-five-year time period. It, you, nothing can be done overnight whenever something is, is large, and we're not talking about an individual business. We're talking about the U.S. economy.
0: Correct, and, you know, as we've said many times in these podcasts, you know, these interest rates take six to nine to 12 months yes. to filter down into the, the real economy. So these hikes that we've seen the last three months, you know, we're not really gonna see the impacts of it until spring, summer of next year. Mm-hmm. So we still have a ways to go. That's the $64 million question that everybody's wanting to know. Has the Fed done enough? Has it gone too far? Unfortunately, we may not know until it's too late. So, we'll, we'll see. One thing
2: that I saw, I was studying some stuff before this podcast, debt. We took out a crazy amount of debt all the way through 2021, before 2022. Why? Well, interest rates were really low. That means companies right now, at least in aggregate, meaning that a lot of companies in total, have a lot more cash available from those low interest debts that they had now. Now, they're not going to go out and issue debt at the 7% plus, but we have a cushion Right now, for at least some of the companies with their with their debt levels, that's getting into the weeds of some of this stuff. But
0: It'll be interesting to see. Now, however, Facebook and Twitter. Twitter has certainly been in the news for the last several weeks and months, obviously with Elon Musk, yes. his purchase of Twitter finally going through. But now, Facebook is in the news. Uh, Facebook's parent company, Meta. Lots of layoffs are happening with two giants in the tech sector, Meta and Twitter. We'll start with Meta, which is the parent company of Facebook. The Wall Street Journal is reporting today that the parent company to Facebook will announce thousands of job cuts this week. Stock prices are up today. I, I, I looked right before we came in here, and Facebook stock price is up 5% on the news. But the guys at Yahoo Finance say don't get too optimistic just yet. Take a listen
1: we were just showing too you see meta shares up about three percent in the pre-market the top ticker on the yahoo finance platform this morning really on the optimism that perhaps uh, meta comes out three months from now because of these cuts and actually makes an earnings number or, or beats street consensus I would just say this, be, be hesitant to believe or put your trust into a company like Meta. Uh, they have shown over the past year, they do not deserve the trust of investors. They have to come out here, cut these expenses and actually deliver better results at a time where the top line is under a lot of pressure because of what's happening in the ad market.
2: And because they're going to keep spending aggressively too, to try and make the metaverse happen as well.
1: Let this company prove it to you before you go all on here on, on Meta.
0: So uh, Eli, so far in 2022, Meta shares are down just a slight 73%. Mm-hmm. Tough year for uh, Zuckerberg and, and all his cronies out there in Silicon Valley. This just
2: goes to show, when people say that they can invest in single stocks, you, you ask someone a year, two years ago, like, is Facebook a good stock to own? I, 90% of people probably would have said yes. They wouldn't have dove into the financials and predicted that we'd have a 70% drop. Like Owning a single stock position is risky. Sure. 73 75% down. I mean, that's 3 fourths of your wealth gone. Yep.
0: You know, it's 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 been a tough year for Facebook. You know, it it's it's one of those things where, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is now putting so much of his money in the metaverse, in in this thing we call the metaverse, which nobody is real sure exactly what it's going to be, but he is continuing to basically put his wallet and his name behind the future of the metaverse, um, which, of course, right now is dragging Facebook's parent company, Meta, down. So we'll see. However, going back to the layoffs, let's talk about Elon Musk and Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, The company cut about half of its 7,500 employees last week, with Musk saying that the layoffs were absolutely necessary because the company was losing more than $4 million a day. There are now reports that some of those who were laid off last week are getting asked to come back to the company because the company either let them go by accident, which is weird, or didn't realize their experience was essential to the company. Throw in a little bit about Twitter also. They're planning on delaying the proposed $8 subscription fee for the little blue check mark um, until after the midterms. Here's what I take from that. Twitter's a mess. Mm-hmm. You know, Elon probably... Rightfully, was having cold feet and buyer's remorse and didn't really want it. Tried to back out, which, of course, he went ended up following through with the purchase. But it's a mess out there.
2: And and Elon's trying to step in now and fix it-ish. I mean, he he's coming into something that right now it's a, an industry that's getting crushed. And he bought it at a pretty high price point.
0: Uh, he he bought it at a very high price. And, you know, where I was going with earlier, and, and to, to tie up that loose end, you know, one of the Fed's goals by raising these interest rates is to increase the unemployment rate, you know, which sounds so counterintuitive. Why in the world would we want people to be laid off? Well, they need to slow spending. Mm-hmm. They, le- they need to slow down the economy. Well, one of the ways they do that is not only making borrowing more expensive, but by having more people. Out of work for now, and so there's it's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's happening at small businesses, but it's also happening at some of your largest tech companies, and so we'll see. I mean, the next thirty days is going to be real interesting. I think the Fed's going to have some some additional information to, to to make another decision.
2: So we'll see. That, that that's where we're hoping to get the basis point hikes to start going down, unemployment rates start rising, inflation starts coming down, the economy starts to settle, then
0: then we're sitting a lot better than we are today. I think so. I think so. Okay, let's talk about something that is obviously in the news, Powerball jackpot. In case you didn't win anything this weekend on Saturday Night's Drawing, Eli, you have another chance of becoming an instant billionaire. No one hit the Powerball jackpot over the weekend. So, Eli, tonight, which for those listening will be last night, The drawing is going to be the largest lottery prize ever at almost $2 billion. That's right, Eli, (laughs) B-billion. And while that may excite you and others, do you know who else it also excites? The government. Right now, the lump cash option, which most people elect when they win the lottery, um, the lump sum is $929 million when you start – throwing in some taxes, which obviously you have to pay, the IRS will get a minimum of $223 million. It's be more than that. And it's going to be a lot more than that because they only withhold at the 24% level. Well, tack on probably another 10 to 15%. You're looking at upwards of another $200 million. Throw in state taxes, possibly local taxes. So, you know, if you, Eli, if you were fortunate enough to win the lottery that, you know, tonight— your lump sum after taxes, so forth, probably be in the five to six hundred million dollar range. Mm-hmm. So, if you had not, if you opt for the annuitized plan, then you do get to receive the full one point nine or two million dollars paid out over thirty equal annual installments. So, at your age, by the time you're in your mid fifties, you're going to have to struggle to make ends meet after mm-hmm. the payments run out. So,
2: it's, anyway, it's at least. These numbers are so fun just to sit down at the dinner table with your significant other or with friends and just say, what, what would you do? We were talking before we got on the podcast of, well, a lot of people just say, well, we'll go buy a house or buy a boat. And you're like, okay, if you do that with, say it's even a really like, crazy nice $10 million home, okay, what about the other $490 million that you have?
0: The, the numbers are crazy. Um, you know, somebody or somebodies will win eventually. And they will be faced with some of these decisions. Um, and it's exciting for some, but obviously, you know, you hear the horrible stories of, you know, individuals and families that it is destroyed because a lot of times people who win these lotteries are not used to the kind of money. Um, and, you know, a lot of money like this, especially in a quick period of time, can run, can run, mm-hmm. can run um, happy families yeah
2: but th- there's some fun stuff, so our our marketing director Matt Hager, he puts together a list uh, our our show notes and he has a you have a better chance of list i
0: I like a couple of these one you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning, which is one in fifteen thousand three hundred <laughs> you have a better chance of becoming the u s president, which is one in thirty two thirty three million but this is the one that got me. I have a better chance of Dating a supermodel? I'm not sure where, where Matt <laughs> found that out, but uh, which is your one in 88,000. Mm-hmm. Take a couple others, Eli. Uh,
2: the, one, the one I thought was really interesting was you have a better chance of getting killed by a vending machine.
0: Which is one in hundred and twelve. One million. in 112 million. Yes. So bottom line is...
2: Run away from vending machines. Run away
0: from vending machines. The likelihood of you winning the lottery tonight, last night, it's pretty slim. Mm-hmm. You do have to buy a ticket in order to win. Yeah. Um the likelihood of me buying a ticket tonight? Mm, fairly high. If you win, will you come to work tomorrow? <laughs>
2: that is the question.
0: Folks, we've enjoyed having Eli here at the office. Um anyway, it it'll be fun. Somebody somebody's <laughs> gonna win sometime, but anyway. All right, anything else you wanna add, Eli? Anything else that's going on in the in the business world and the in the financial markets that we need to enlighten our listeners on
2: and nothing crazy except that i i should have a niece yeah. by the end of this week so praying for that excited about that I have a another one coming and joining our family congratulations and yes. um
0: we'll be opening up a 529 plan for her soon <laughs> to get her ready for college in a few <laughs> yes. years but um no as we do every week um everyone we like to leave our listeners with a thought of the day this week's Thought of the Day is from Brian Coslow. Forget the lottery, bet on yourself instead. That we can control, mm-hmm. right? We can control our actions, our attitudes, things that we do on a daily basis. So Brian Coslow said it the best. Forget the lottery, bet on yourself instead. All right, Eli. Uh, Until next week, we'll say goodbye to everyone now. Thank you to everyone for listening to this week's podcast. And we look forward to you joining us next week on Mach 1's Market Moment.
1: Mach 1 Financial Group LLC, Mach 1, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak to your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit Mach1Financial.com disclosures.